For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Let's play some football! Run right through the back of him! Run right through the middle and out the back! What's known in football terms as a slam dunk. Welcome back to Daytime Fireworks. I am your host, Zach Barry. Joining me, as always, we're getting kind of like a bi-weekly, tri-weekly type show here with Mr. David Brandt of the Associated Press. Busy man out in the desert. David, good morning. How we doing? Good morning. We just hit the big events. That's what we do. There's a, there's a radio guy. There's a radio guy in Jackson. His name's Jay White. I don't know if you've ever met him, but he used to call me because he used to call me 6A Dave because I used to come out for the the 6A final game at uh-huh. Mississippi Veterans when they had it there because it was always on a Friday night. It was a good game. And so that was – so we're like the 6A podcast. That's what we're – uh, yeah, we're, we're only hitting the majors. For, that's uh, right. For all you golf fans. That's right. We've, we've built which, which our – Which I don't know. That, maybe that's – <laughs> maybe that's problematic maybe that makes us live podcasters but <laughs> i was about to say that that's our next move just cash out <laughs> I um <hope. laughs> well yeah i mean that that wouldn't it wouldn't hurt uh so we got the nfl draft this week thursday at union station over in kansas city which uh i do think that it's a little ironic or not ironic a little coincidental that uh Kansas City got their uh, shit together and figured out the airport situation. I think that probably aligns with the NFL draft, wouldn't you say? That I, I'm sure that would pro- provided some proper motivation uh, <laughs> to get that down. Nothing, nothing like a little bit of commercial motivation to uh, to get projects moving, money talks, and so I didn't realize Kansas City was having uh, airport issues. But yeah, if oh. you want to fix something like that, put uh, put money on the line. Stuff gets fixed really quick. I was going to get the NFL involved and people are going to get moving. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I figured that you might have at some point been there. Um, so MCI, it's. I mean, I've been there. It's just been a while. Yeah. So it's essentially, you know, stuck in like the early 2000 or, or like late 90s, I should say. Um, you know, pre 9-11, you just pull up to the curb, get out and you're good. And you just go right. in. And you're boom, you're at the gate. Um, obviously, post 9-11, security uh adjustments were made. And so I, I went there a lot for work in a in a previous life. And when I say I went there a lot, I mean I was there probably once every three weeks, four weeks. Um, and it was just a nightmare. It was just so clogged up. It's a it's a it would get highly congested. It's a it's a rather small airport for a big area like Kansas City, Missouri. Um, so very claustrophobic, it would get real backed up because the security was right there by the door because before everything happened with the world trade center, it was just, you know, Hey, you just come right in and there you are. But now with security changes, it was was one of those things as we get older, that's going to be hard to explain to people. It's like, yeah, you could just walk and get on your plane and you didn't have to, Oh yeah, (laughs) there was, there was no real security check. Yeah, you could just literally walk up and pay for a ticket and go. Right. Um, so so yeah, good on good on KC for getting that figured out. But the NFL draft starting on Thursday as we record this on a Wednesday. Um it's David, I I don't know how, how much you're hearing about it out there, but I sure I'm sure you're keeping up with some with some friends and and all your connections back in Mississippi. But right now, Ole Miss, the buzz is all about Mr. Jonathan Mingo. Um you know, battled through a ton of injuries, some bad luck stuff during his time at Ole Miss, but put together a hell of a year in 2022, was super productive, was the go-to guy for Jackson Dart. And um, 
had a good showing at his pro day at the combine and scouts are really buzzing about him. Um, yesterday, pro football focus put out their final big board, top 200 prospects. And Jonathan Mingo is in the top 100 at 83. And, um, there's some people out there that are saying he might slip in to the late first round, early second round. What, um, what do you think about about Jonathan Mingo's NFL prospects and how he translates to the NFL game that, as you know, is is constantly evolving and changing? Well, I just think, I mean, like he's got a great skill set and a body to work with. I mean, he's a big kid. Um, I'm, you know, as soon as you brought up his name, I'm looking, you're, you're not the only person that's high on Jonathan Mingo. A lot of people are, and I, and I'm not surprised. I mean, just big pass catchers at major universities that, you know, I, he just, he checks a lot of boxes. And so I'm not, I'm not surprised he's, he's rising. I think that, you know, and I, I, I don't think it hurts. Like, you know, sometimes I think this is overblown, but the success of like AJ Brown and DK Metcalf, I think that you know, Ole Miss is being known as a receiver school. That doesn't hurt him at all. Um, I know different coaches, different situations, but a lot of people put that in. And so, like you said, you know, he ran what? What Didn't he run like a sub 4-5? Yeah, he ran really well. I don't have the actual number in front of me, but. Um, oh, here it is, 4-4-6. Four, four, yeah, and so. Yeah, that'll, that'll yeah, play. He, yeah, he he checks out just fine. I don't, I don't know about first round, but. Uh, I mean, it, it sounds like he could have a long, successful NFL career. Yeah, it was, um, you, you know, was I, I think, I guess I could pull it up here. I think he was the leading receiver for Ole Miss last year. It was him and Malik Keith um, were the top two guys for Ole Miss. And, you know, he had the big game against Vanderbilt that, you know, uh, or excuse me, Malik Keith was the leader. He had uh, 971 yards to Mingo's 861, which Mingo missed a couple games with the injury, but he had five touchdown receptions, averaged close to 17 yards per reception. And um, I think put together a solid year. And obviously we can see with what the um, the pro scouts and, and people in front offices are saying, but uh, you know, Mel Kuyper uh, put out uh, recently that he thinks the Cowboys have a lot of interest in him at the 58th pick, depending on where things fall. But um he he said that he thinks he'd make a great impact in that in that depth chart, good mix of size and speed. I, I've heard the um, kind of the comparison, or I guess a reference to like his. You mentioned his frame, and it's a sturdy frame. But they said you know he he's kind of built like a running back, which um, I mentioned the evolving game in the NFL and and how more people are going hurry up no huddle, and you're seeing more of these physical slot guys. Um, yeah, just almost hybrids. Yeah, just yeah. like on defense, you know, like the safety linebacker hybrid. I think, you know, skill position players are kind of in, in some ways going that direction too. You got to be able to do anything. You know, like running backs now have to almost have to be able to catch balls out of the backfield. It's a huge plus. And yeah. I think it's the same thing with, you know, you you there aren't – I mean, some guys are just so talented that it doesn't matter, but – um you know, I, I think that most guys coming in, they want you to be able to do more than one thing, whether, like you said, physical slot guys, you know, be able to separate downfield. You got to be able to do more than one thing. Yeah. Position versatility is a big buzzword or, or buzzwords for the NFL. I mean, I, it comes to mind Debo Samuel kind of built similar to Mingo. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good comparison. I'm actually reading this NFL.com mock draft and it says, he says, if Mingo goes in round two, it's a steal. And if a team takes him in round one, I'll stand up and applaud. So, oh, okay. Whoever yeah. the Adam, I, I don't know this guy, Adam Shine, Sheen, Sheen. Okay. S, S, he's a big fan. So. Okay. Yeah. It's, it <laughs> seems like that. a lot of, a lot of people are coming around and, and look, I, for the Cowboys specifically, you know, they are very clearly doubled down, tripled down on Dak Prescott. They believe that he is their quarterback. And, if that is what you believe, and Lord knows they got it figured out on defense with Micah Parsons. I mean, he's essentially two or three players in his own right um, with just how good he is. And then, you know, talking Ole Miss, I mean, Sam Williams is playing really well opposite of him. But, yeah, if you're going to if you're gonna double, if you're going to say that Dak Prescott's your guy, you need to get him some playmakers. So, um, 
I think they've got a couple good pass catchers there and, you know, CD lamb and a couple other guys, but yeah, bringing a guy like Mingo who has done, you know, both outside and inside and, and uh, can really make some plays after the catch in the open field. So, um, and I think one, one thing that will help him too, is I think he has a low floor or I'm sorry, a high floor. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think, I think he will be a useful NFL player, no matter what, like, you know, could it be more of a, you know, like a Laquan Treadwell type career. I think that's kind of the floor, but I, I think he will be useful for several years. <clears throat> yeah. I was going to say it all kind of depends on his health, which, sure, right. which that's obvious. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. Well, that was people always ask why DK Metcalf slipped to the second round. It's like, well, he was hurt all the time in college. I kind of, you know, yeah, and he, I mean, he just had such a, <laughs> right. I mean, it, it was sort More, of a Zion it, type. Yeah, I mean, DK... he reminds me of a Zion Williamson type thing just because he was so strong, so big. I mean, there weren't many people to compare him to, and it kind of scared people off. And, like, you can understand that with things like, you know, sometimes physical outliers work out, sometimes they don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like Zion was like, I know people were like trying to put comps together, and it was like, man, he's like a, he's like a Charles Barkley with elite ball skills and like handles. Like, right. He was just like, I see, specimen. I see Charles. Right, and that even like I see Charles Barkley all the time because he lives in Phoenix and he comes to Suns games all the time. Like, I and I, he's also in his fifties, which is different. But you know, him and that's not even a good comparison. Zion's just so huge compared. You know, Charles is you know probably six five on a good day. You yeah, know, it, it's just but it, but anyway, we're getting off track. But my point <laughs> is is that physical outliers are sometimes hard to predict. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, if his if his foot, like the surgery and everything from that, it looks like it's it's really responded well, and you know he had a great pro day, and yeah, he if, get him in a good system, get him a quarterback that can get him the football, and um, you know he has all the tools to be a you know six seven year NFL guy. Um, yeah, absolutely, and like you said, if he went somewhere like the Cowboys where he didn't have to be a main option right away since they've got CD right. lamb and some other people. I think that'd be a good spot for him. And just, yeah. I I'm on the record as saying, I think Dak Prescott's a pretty good NFL quarterback. Yeah. You know, living in Nashville, it, to me, it's kind of eerily similar to, to Ryan Tannehill where, yeah, I mean, I think he's a good NFL quarterback, but the question, you know, the million dollar question in the NFL is, can he win you multiple playoff games? And you know, Dak hasn't been able to do that. You know, Tannehill had a as good a shot as any to get to the Super Bowl, and they couldn't get it done. I mean, the Titans, I think they sacked Joe Burrow nine times, and they still couldn't beat him. Um, you know, that's kind of Dak's bugaboo right now is he can't get over the hump in the playoffs. But the, the Cowboys have done a nice job putting pieces around him, and the defense is good. So, yeah, maybe Mingo could could be, you know, maybe something to get him over the hump and, and get him to an NFC title game. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, we're, again, we're getting off a little bit, but quarterbacks in the NFL, and when you've got a good one, but not necessarily a top five one, you're in kind of a weird spot because the Cardinals are in a similar situation with Kyler Murray. I mean, you know, Kyler right. Murray's a good quarterback. Nobody's suggesting that he's not, but – you know, is he really a top five, a top 10 guy? And I think, you know, him and Dak have some different skill sets, but I think it's kind of a, a similar situation. And, yeah, you know, um, you don't want to lose what you have, but it can be kind of, you're, you're sort of in a, what am I trying to say? In the, in the nether or in between. And yeah, it's a predicament. You're in, you're in the, uh, I guess you're, uh, you're behind the bookshelf in interstellar. <laughs> well and you've got to investigate <laughs> or invest financially so much into a quarterback these days you feel like yeah, you, you have, have to. to secure it right and like you know murray's getting paid 230 million through 2028 i don't know Dak's contract but it's i know it's huge so yeah i mean it's similar to know. to to college football and like lane kiffin getting paid so much and people are you know why are we paying him nine million dollars to win eight games and it's like well it's just the market Right. You feel like you're betting against yourself sometimes, but you're sort of forced to do it. Right. Uh, brief aside, before we move on, you mentioned Kyler Murray. Did you know that Oklahoma has seven Heisman Trophy winners? 
Uh, I mean, I didn't know that, but considering they just had Mayfield and Murray and considering their history, that doesn't overly surprise me, but seven's a lot. Yeah, I mean, Uh, I I totally forgot Sam Bradford won it. Yeah, I mean, I forgot that too. Like, uh, you know, I remember Jason White, obviously because of the Eli Manning connection. And then they had a couple early ones in like the 50s and 60s. And then you had, you know... um, is that Billy's... the most, or is it like Army or Notre Dame? Uh, Sorry, I shouldn't <laughs> ask no, no, a no, random no, trivia now, question. Now I, I want to know. They're tied with Notre Dame. Notre Dame also has seven. Ohio State has okay. seven as well. All right. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, Billy Vessels in 52, Steve Owens in 69, then Billy Sims in 78, and then you had the quarterback run, Jason White, Sam Bradford, Baker, and then Kyler Murray. But I, yeah, I think the most impressive thing with them is a lot of them are fairly recent. Yeah, I mean you had you had back to back and and Baker and Kyler, and then o three o eight with Jason White, Sam Bradford. I, I so I bring this up because I saw last weekend for their spring game they because they have <laughs> I guess when you have seven Heisman winners you can do statues, but they unveiled Kyler Murray's Heisman statue, and. I saw that, which, you know, all the jokes online were like, why is this statue so big? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I was about I was to like, throw it. Damn, they got there, seven. So. Um, yeah, no, that was I, I knew Kyler was excited about going back to Oklahoma. He, he speaks glowingly about the place. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, that's that's a pretty quick turnaround. Not many like 26 year olds have a statue for him. That, that usually takes a little while. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty awesome. Um yeah, Notre Dame hasn't won one since '87, so they've they they, they kind of have the benefit of of ruling college football in the '40s and '50s, um, and then Ohio State, which I guess you could say technically they only have six because Archie Griffin won it twice, but um, their last one was 2006 Troy Smith, which was probably one of the bigger snoozer Heisman years. Yeah, um, that was. I saw that name. I was like, wow, Troy Smith. I forgot about yeah. that one. Um. So. Moving on, I mentioned the PFF top 200 prospects ahead of Thursday's draft. Zach Evans landed at 151, which, again, battled injuries, um, was in concussion protocol late in the year. Um, But, man, you want to talk about a guy that can really, really, really make somebody look really smart if he can put it all together and just – stay out of the training room. Um, you know, former five-star prospect has all the tools. Um, I mean, just elite balance. He's got an extra gear in the open field and he can really, I think it's, it's slept on, but he's really physical. Um, even though he's not the biggest guy, but. Oh yeah. That's what made that one, two punch. So interesting this year. Uh, with oh, that I, mean, I, I mean, just the, the different running styles really, with Judkins and and him just made it really interesting. I'm looking, you know, I'm looking at PFF now and he averaged nearly seven yards a carry in his career. Yeah. I mean, just when, when he, when he was on, I mean, I saw him in person twice last year and now they had their shot without him, but I still think that Ole Miss wins that Alabama game. If he doesn't get knocked out with a concussion and it was kind of a double whammy because he got knocked out with a concussion and they called it a fumble, which it was close. Um, but I mean, just by the end of that game, I mean, Quinchon Judkins was just gassed. Like he, yeah, that was the big, you know, the, the big question at the end of that game. Why didn't you give it to Judkins? Like, why are you not running the football? Like dude, he had to come out. Like he was just, he couldn't run. Like he was just, he's a true freshman and having to run the ball. I mean, he just had no energy. Right, and, against Alabama. <laughs> right, and then you had to bring in Ulysses Bentley, who had the cast on his hands, so he was limited. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, Zach Evans, I think if he gets into the right system, gets into an offense that knows how to use, you know, what he does best, I, I think that, again, like, just if the ankle's good, I think he could really, really, really – make some headway in the NFL just because he has all of the physical tools you need as a running back. 
Yeah, you know, he he reminded me a little, and, and this guy's a little bigger than him, I think, but the Cardinals have a guy, James Conner, you know, who played on the Steelers. And yeah. played. I think that's I, – I like that ceiling for him. Like, I, I don't know if he's a true – overall number one back but not many teams have that now it's you know it's kind of by oh, committee yeah. and i think i think evans could definitely help somebody in the backfield as part of a, a tandem or something like that and be really productive i i, I agree with you yeah he's had and um, if somebody at 151 if you pick him up in the fourth round or the fifth round that could be yep. a really good pick for you the athletic dane brugler uh has him going in the fourth round to the panthers um he had some uh, some pre-draft visits. It's kind of funny. These are like, I see this more and more now. It's almost like guys having official visits before the NFL draft. But um, <laughs> I know. It's like, went, who's, yeah, he's like, oh, he visited Carolina. It is kind of. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, he went to, he, he went and met with Dallas, New Orleans, Cincinnati, and Washington. And then uh, also met up with Carolina and Tampa Bay. Um when the Panthers yeah. make their pick, they ought to say, respect my decision. <laughs> That's what they, I yeah. Like that. It's uh yeah. I mean, it, running back is, you know, uh, you cover the NFL. It's, it, it's not like, I mean, and look, I think people re- know this also from just fantasy football, like running back draft picks. It's not as premium of a position as it is. You know, they're not, they're not going super high. And right. So a fourth round might, you know, well, it's not first or second, but fourth round is still a good spot. So, Oh, for a running back. I mean, that's absolutely, there's guys that go in the sixth and seventh round. There was a, who the chiefs had a guy this year. One of their running backs was a sixth or a seventh round pick. That was, gosh, oh, that's going to bug um, me now. Isaiah Pacheco. Was, yeah. Pacheco. He was a seventh rounder, I think. Yeah. I he, mean, that's, where did he go? He was drafted, yep, seventh round, 251st pick. 251st pick helps the Chiefs win a Super Bowl. He was a really good player. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you could you could pick up running backs. I mean, that is one thing about the NFL draft. Like, everybody loves the first round, and I understand. But, you know, teams are building their rosters. Like, I, I think more than a lot of sports. Like, you get to the fifth, sixth, seventh rounds, that's where – you know, rosters are built, games are won, and picking up guys like Pacheco late, I mean, he was great. Yeah, so uh, those are the two main ones to watch. We're going to hit our first break. When we come back, we'll talk a couple more guys that'll be on the NFL's radar from Ole Miss, so hang tight. We'll be right back. Ole Miss baseball is back. You know what that means. Grilling season is back, and there's one place and one place only to go to get everything you need for your grill and that's LB's Meat Market. Located at 2008 University Avenue across the street from Kroger, Greg Jones and his team have been putting out some of the best protein for over a decade. Go check them out now. The Lane Train specials are still two for $20 on Sunday and Wednesday, and they have a new special, the Bianco Bomb. It's a 10-ounce bacon wrap filet, $25 all day, every day. You can go check them out, 2008 University Avenue, Tell them that Zach sent you. Go check out the freezer. They've got things on sale. Go check out what they got in the glass case each and every day. Greg and the folks over there will take care of you. That's LB's Meat Market. As I always say, Arby's, no, 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 no. They don't have the meats. LB's has the meats. This podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals who can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension, and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies as well. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite-level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn about this and more at bluffcityadvisory.com. Where can you get good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates? At State Farm, because State Farm agent Davis McCord is your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around. State Farm agent Davis McCord is ready to help. Call 901-755-6110 for your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. 
and PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone, from pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable, and my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com slash TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen light it up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tacova store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The sun's a-shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver, so ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. And we are back here, Daytime Fireworks. Zachary David Brandt here with you. All right, we talk about the, the two headliners, if you will. A couple more guys I wanted to get your thoughts on. Um, I'm shocked he's not getting more buzz. But uh, Tavius Robinson, the defensive end, the uh, Canadian from up north, the Great White North, uh, 24 years old. I thought that he took probably the biggest leap out of anyone on Ole Miss's roster in 2022. Um, just, I, I think, you know, hats off to him first and foremost, but I think a lot of credit goes to Randall Joyner, the defensive line coach at Ole Miss. I mean, he raves about Tavius Robinson and, and just says that, that he has, you know, the cl- it's cliche, but it's true here. He, you know, he believes that his best football is in front of him, you know, guy that, you know, picked up the sport late and, you know, once he got a year in the system, got in the weight room heavy, um, really had a big year last season, but, um, you know, he uh, had six sacks a year ago He's 6'6", 257 pounds. He runs really well. For a guy that big, he doesn't look 257. Um, so he carries it well. And again, the the position versatility of the NFL and you know the emphasis that's put on edge rushers, I think he's a guy that can really be a value pick for somebody in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. Yeah, no, I'm, I – you know, I knew about him, obviously, but now looking him up, I mean, the only real knock I can see is that he's already 24. So, you know, obviously you're not projecting much, but if you think you've got a player, like you said, he runs well, he's big, he picked up the sport late, there might be still some some ability to squeeze out of him. And just, and like you said, because edge rusher 
is such a valuable commodity in the league right now. Seems like a guy that would be good to stock up on late. You know, for mm-hmm. honestly, he seems like he would be a great pick. Since I cover the Arizona Cardinals, that'd be the kind of guy they would pick up late because they need to stock. You know, they they may go get Will Anderson with the number three overall pick, but which would obviously help a ton. But um, they need depth there, and somebody like Octavius Robinson would be a good pickup. Another guy that is um, leaving Ole Miss and is, uh, I, I think, another guy that slept on AJ Finley, the safety, graded out well with PFF as a run defender and in coverage um, ran a four, four, seven at his pro day, which I think really turned some heads. Um, that's fourth among safeties at the combine. Uh, six, six, three, three two Oh five. Yeah, yeah. That's he's not a small guy either. Yeah. And, and look, I, I think a lot of GMs and scouts will talk about this a lot, but played a ton of football at Ole Miss and was a leader on the back end. And he's kind of one of those to me is just like a would be just an excellent locker room guy. Like he's someone that, you know, very heady, savvy, um, you know, all the again, all the cliches about draft picks. But, you know, I think a very smart football player, um, you know, had some, you know, really good defensive coaches, um, you know, played for DJ Durkin played for Mike McIntyre. So he's been around some guys, you know, Monty Kiffin is in the, is in the building at Ole Miss. So I'm sure he sat down and talked with, with Monty. Um, but I think another great value pick here, because again, experienced, good frame can really run. I mean, if anything, I think he could be a, a nice, you know, nickel package guy, or if anything, just, Hey, we know we're going to get this guy who's played in the sec and uh, would be a nice piece to pick up for, you know, at the least to make an impact on special teams. Well, just from my uh, experience covering Ole Miss, like obviously I've never talked to A.J. Finley himself, but he reminds me of just how you're describing him, sort of a cross between Mike Hilton and uh, Kendrick Lewis. You know, just two guys who are really good football players. And, you know, Mike, he sounds like Mike Hilton, but with size. I mean, it's still amazing. Like I'll run into Mike occasionally like in an NFL locker room or something like that. And he still looks like he's, you know, 21 years old. It's just amazing. <laughs> you you know, and, and he's a, he's a great, great football player. And it just shows you that even without terrific size, you can have a really good NFL career if you just know how to play football. And so, I mean, if Mike Hilton can do it, then AJ Finley can do it at six three two zero five. Yeah. I, you know, you look at, former Ole Miss guys um, that have made a living in the NFL, just, just, Hey, just being good locker room dudes, doing all the right things, knowing your role. Brandon Bolden, the Brandon Bolden special. What a career he's, he's carved out. I always liked him a lot too. So I was glad it worked out for him. Yeah. Again, great NFL career blocked me on Twitter, but a great NFL career. <laughs> What'd um, you say? I don't What'd know. What'd you say? This is oh. this is the mystery of all mysteries. I have no clue. Um, you got to get him on a podcast. That would be a good one. Why did <laughs> you block? You probably. I mean, I don't block people, but sometimes, like, I'll even have friends that I just like. I, I get tired of their. Yeah. Just, they're tweeting about stuff I don't care about. It's nothing personal. It's just like mute. <laughs> you know yeah. I, like at this point, I think maybe he accidentally fat fingered it, but I actually don't know the process of blocking someone. So maybe it's like a two or three step process. Maybe he did block me, but my only thing could be that I might have made a joke about Houston Nutt at one point, and he didn't. He didn't. Uh, he didn't like it. Um, I would. I would think he wouldn't be that opposed to a decent Houston Nutt joke. Not saying he didn't <laughs> like Houston, but I. I think he could find the humor in that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I could see it, you know, turn around here and like, you know, I don't know, 2030 and AJ Finley's still cashing checks in the NFL. So, um, yeah. Oh, like, like another guy old school is Jamarcus Sanford lasted oh, several yeah. years in the NFL, just being a, just being a good uh, special teams guy and like a backup safety and carved yeah. out a nice little career. Um, last guy here, uh, Nick Broker, um, uh, Offensive lineman. I think he translates in the NFL to playing guard. I think that was kind of uh, the theme as he moved to the inside this past year. Um, 
you know, kind of average size, but you know, really good run blocker. Um, and I, I think he could find himself, you know, late five, six, um, you know, decent 40 times. So he's got some athleticism. He can move. Uh, he had a four, seven, 20 yard shuttle. So that's not terrible. Um, I know that, uh, I'm looking at Lance Zerline, uh, on NFL.com. Um, you know, kind of thinks average to below average athlete with above average strength. Um, so could be a, you know, a starting guard in what he says, a downhill run scheme. So, if he can get into an organization that prides itself on being physical at the point of attack and running the ball, um, you know, he could be an anchor somewhere, um, you know, in the two deep. Oh yeah. Like, like you said, I mean, it's going to, for him, it's going to matter a lot where he goes. Um, if he gets the right opportunity, all that kind of stuff, but you see, I mean, go look at any offensive line in the NFL and sure sometimes the left tackle is a first round you know number five overall pick something like that but there's a lot of dudes especially at guard that you barely even heard of or that were undrafted or sixth round seventh round I mean they're they're all over the place and they a bunch of guys from like North Dakota State (laughs) yeah exactly exactly dudes you know like uh I I say the Cardinals because Obviously, that's who I cover. But, you know, like Will Hernandez from UTEP is one of their starting guards. And I think he actually went third or fourth round. He, he actually went a little higher. But, yeah, I, I just think there's a place for guys like Broker in the league if they get the, the right opportunity. All right. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to have a little bit of breaking news. Uh, as we record this, it's breaking. By the time you listen to the show, it will not be breaking, but we're going to get David's thoughts on that. So hang tight, and we will have our final segment. I've got, I, I've got something to ask you about, too, when we come back. This podcast is brought to you by Lamar Yard, Oxford's indoor-outdoor restaurant, bar, and entertainment space on South Lamar. They now have an updated menu with non-barbecue options from Tex-Mex to Mississippi Delta Catfish to Smash Burgers. You can contact Lamar Yard for your private events for the spring and summer. They have a dedicated event coordinator who will help you plan your event from start to finish, and they offer on-site catering. From weddings to Greek or corporate events, Lamar Yard is the perfect place to host your next party. Lamar Yard is Oxford's quintessential family and pet-friendly venue, and they look forward to hosting you soon. Check them out at lamaryard.com. Podcast is also brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Get on over to see Cody Allen and the crew to take on the challenge of their wide, plush Zoiza fairways and large championship Bermuda greens. They have two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, a driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up the short game. Book a tee time online at olivebranch.com or give them a call at 662-893-4444. That's Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Show is brought to you by Protection Unlimited Incorporated, the Mid-South's leader in commercial and residential alarm security. Wayne Lowry and his team have been serving the greater Memphis area in North Mississippi for 40 plus years, and they would love nothing more than to get your business and or family protected today. They offer cutting edge security for your home or business with video surveillance options and monitoring 24-7-365. You could reach them via phone at 901-754-6510 or email them at info at protectionunlimited.com. And we are back here. Segment number three, Daytime Fireworks with David Brandt. All right, do you want to go first or do you want me to talk breaking news? I, I can go first. We can, okay. We can, I, I just, it was something I saw on Twitter the other day and I thought it was right up our alley. I saw that Chris Beard was talking about maybe a tad pad throwback game. Yeah. Is that I mean, look at that. I saw even AK got in on that and on Twitter. Uh, he, he liked that tweet from somebody. I think Brad Logan tweeted about it or somebody like that. And he was he was in on it. That would be pretty cool. I always thought the tad the tad pad was obviously like very old and kind of dumpy, but when that place was packed and angry and getting after the opposing team, that was a tough place to play. You know, that's what I say. You know, I had some friends that were like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And then some were like, why the hell would they go back there? Um, 
my first reaction was, well, they might actually sell it out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my second was, you know, I, when I was in undergrad, I'd never missed a home game. I love going to basketball games because even when it wasn't a packed house, like the student section was pretty full. And student section was great in the years I covered it. They were awesome. And it was fun. Like you, it was just, it was just a big party. Basically you just go and you just hang out and you watch basketball and you get into it. And it didn't hurt that the teams were good with AK and you had some, some exciting players, you know, Todd Abernathy and Bam Doyne and Clarence Sanders. And, you know, there was some good teams, some good games, but yeah, I mean, I think this is a great idea because, you know, Chris Beard did something similar when he was at Texas. He did a student only game. So only students could go. And they had it at the, um, the arena that the Texas volleyball team plays in. And, you know, I think it was close to like 4,000 students showed up and, you know, they, I think that's cool. Like that's a cool niche thing to do. And then you got a place like the tab pad that's still there and, you know, you could do a one-off game there and yeah, I'll oh, say, I, I think I'll it, say this. I think it'd be really cool. I'll say this, the concourses at, at the tab pad and the facilities can't be any worse than what you've got at the Dean dome. I've never been to a game but I have heard the Dean Dome is as outdated as anything in college basketball. Really? I never, yeah. I, I never really heard that, but I've, I've never been there either. So I don't know, but I just thought it was a cool, like I said, the, the tab pad, you know, obviously got lots of uh, flack over the years. I've, I've seen rainouts at the tab pad. Yeah. That, I was that at one, game. but <laughs> I mean, that played, but it, it was, like I said, it was a really good home court advantage when it was full. So anyway, I just saw that tweet. I thought that was, I thought that was cool. Jog, jog the old memory bank. Yeah, I, I think that that's a great idea, and it's just another way to, you know, engage people in the program and just generate some kind of excitement. Which sounds funny to say when talking about the tab pad, but yeah, I mean it's just different. And um, you know, I think. Oh well, yeah, I mean you've got all those seven or eight home games in December and late November that you know are, are yeah. kind of hard to get excited for i mean mix it up throw yeah. throw something in there like that i don't, can't I don't hurt. see anything wrong with that at all right exactly what what's gonna hurt all right so i tease the breaking news which it's not almost related but it's still significant with the draft coming up but um the tennessee titans received final approval from the metropolitan nashville council to move forward with their plans to build a new enclosed stadium. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the, the breakdown of this, but 60,000 seats, 1.7 million square feet. It will have a <clears throat> circular translucent roof and ex exterior terraces. Um, <laughs> this is also, uh, I, I laugh, but it, it, it might, hurt my wallet here in a couple of years, but 1.26 billion in public funding, the most taxpayer money for a stadium in U S history. Um, wow, that is wow. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's exciting. Um, it's talking about bones of a stadium that are outdated and terrible. Nissan stadium is bad. It's not, I haven't, I haven't been there in a long time, probably 15 years or so, but yeah, even 15 years ago, it was, it was just, all right. it, yeah, it's not good. I normally, when I go, I have the benefit of being in the club section, which is, which is fine. Um, I don't go to a ton of NFL games, but I know people that do, and they say that it is way behind when looking at other places like, you know, Mercedes Benz or, you know, the Cardinals stadium and well yeah even the cardinal stadium is aged fairly well considering it's hard to believe but it's nearly 20 years it's like 17 or 18 years old but i think the thing that the first thing that jumps out to me with nashville doing a stadium like that is they're immediately in the conversation for super bowls and and things mm -hmm. like that i mean if, if you've got the roof yeah, I mean, and you've got a brand new like not you know nashville is kind of creeping into that status anyway but i think now that you yeah. can climate control things and and do stuff like that i I think, I mean, like you said, it might hurt your pocketbook, but you might get some cool events out of that. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's the angle, is they want to host a Super Bowl. I mean, they've already hosted the NFL draft. Um, they were in the mix for a World Cup site, and they're still working on trying to get a Major League Baseball team there. So, 
you know, Nashville is, is one of the cities now in the country. That's, it's all the, all the rage and and people come and, you know, it's weird growing up in the state of Tennessee and here still hearing people. It's still, it's still weird to me that people vacation here. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I think that's the move is, you know, Hey, they, they want to invest not only in the Titans and their, their organization, but they want to invest in the future of the city and, and trying to bring money and show value that, Hey, like, you know, yeah, we had the NFL draft and it was a huge success and they'll probably get it again, but let's get a, let's get a big stadium. And, uh, you know, they already get some big shows, you know, T Swift will be here in a couple weeks and, um, you know, Garth, <laughs> it got rained out. Uh, I missed that one. So shout out to, uh, to country music and, and bailing on shows, but, um, you know, they get big name acts here all the time. You know, obviously it's music city, but, you know, this is going to put them in another, you know, that other tier, that upper echelon for big time events. Yeah. And it's because Nashville's a town that people like to go to anyway. I mean, I would put it in that, you know, it would make sense to be in a rotation with like Houston, New Orleans, Phoenix, yeah. you know, Miami, like it's and that with, kind of city. It's not, a, and not with the as roof, warm. And with right, the roof, exactly. you That's could be the in the thing. mix for a final four. Yes, absolutely. Because you know we were, we were talking about it last podcast. They're they're having a the final four here next year at State Farm Stadium. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it just it just elevates Nashville. Not that Nashville needed a lot more elevating, but I think it just continues to move that city forward. Yeah. Um, as a baseball guy, what do you think? What do you think about um, the A's moving to Vegas? I mean, I think it's a shame, you know, in a lot of ways. I, I I grew up, you know, I'm a little older than you, I think. So, you know, I grew up in the Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire, Bash Brothers days. And just, you know, the the idea that Oakland with its history would, would move just kind of stinks. But, I, I mean, you know, they tried to get that stadium done forever there. And I'm not placing blame on the mayor. Or the I, I'm not close enough to know that. But I think they really did try there. So. Well, see, the thing that's interesting to me about Vegas is that Vegas went from being one of the most underserved markets in all of America to yeah. now being maybe one of the most overserved. Like Las Vegas is a big place, but like for it's comparison's sake, like right, the metro area is half the size of Phoenix. And, oh, it's super you know, small. Right. It's I mean the and it's growing fast, but still we're talking, you know, the Phoenix Metro has about five million people. Las Vegas Metro has about two million people. And, and now again in Vegas you get a lot of tourists, obviously, and stuff like that with right. And and that will help some, but you know, again, you went from having nothing there, which was ridiculous, to now having baseball, football, and hockey, and you know the NBA is still trying to get in there. I just don't know if that's a four you know, it takes a lot to host four sports. You know, it's just a lot of games, especially yeah. in baseball. You know, like even yeah. in Phoenix. Infrastructure-wise, that's going to put a, a stress on your city. Well, infrastructure and there's only just so many human beings to go around to pay for tickets and stuff like that to, to support. Like even in Phoenix, you know, the Suns draw incredibly well. The Cardinals do because it's the NFL. And the Diamondbacks do okay, but, you know, the – it's kind of up and down. It's hard to be a four sports city. You got to be big. So anyway, I'll be interested to see how Vegas kind of adapts to having so many pro teams there. And then now that Oakland has moved to Las Vegas, and I think Tampa Bay is a little closer to figuring out their situation. Uh, I know Manfred wants them to stay there. Then I think Major League Baseball is looking at expansion. And I think that a lot of people would like Montreal to be one of those spots, but I think Nashville has a would have a really good shot at landing the other team. Uh, I think that they would be very high on the list. Yeah, I um, and it's it's kind of crazy because Tampa Bay, like you said, is still trying to figure it out, and I mean the Rays are just crushing it right now. Well, the Rays are awesome, and one interesting thing about them is that you know obviously their stadium. I've been to it; it's terrible, but. I think if they actually had a decent stadium, they would draw, you know, their TV numbers as far as their local, you know, like whatever it is, Bally Sports, whatever they have down there, they draw pretty good TV ratings, you know, not not at the top of the of Major League Baseball, but certainly not at the bottom. I think that that's actually a market that if you put a decent stadium there, I think they could do okay. Yeah. 
All right. We, we, we checked a lot of boxes. We hit a little bit of everything on this episode. So that's, that's what we do here. It, it is. It's just the, uh, I don't know. What's the, uh, I'm trying to think of a, you know, just eclectic. kind of a, yeah. Bag of, we, we got a, we got a, we got a very eclectic bag of tricks here on daytime fireworks. What you got when you got, when you got two veterans on the podcast, you, <laughs> you could, you could do, you could, you could talk halfway about just about anything. I mean, just everything from, you know, professional sports infrastructure to airports to, uh, you know, college basketball arenas. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, speaking of infrastructure, but uh, <laughs> I, I used to remember people always would, one of the best, weirdest memories I have, one time I was on campus, it was in like early December, and I was walking, I must have been over at the football facility or something, I was walking on that street between the tad pad and the practice fields. And I looked over at the tad pad and it was like buzzing. It was almost like this like squeal coming out of it. And it was like 1030 in the morning. I'm like, what is going on? I walk over there and I f- had forgotten the, the women's basketball team. Uh, and this was like the Carol Ross days was hosting, you know, like somebody like Southeastern Louisiana. And they were having one of those school days where they invited like seven or 8,000 school kids oh, or yeah. to come and watch the game. That place was insane. They would play like SpongeBob SquarePants, like clips in between timeouts, and the place <laughs> would just scream. It was so loud. I mean, it was it was amazing. And that that squeal I heard was just like the high pitch, like nine year olds screaming about something. That's what yeah. that was. But anyway, tad pad I memories. I still hate that it was. I don't remember. I guess it was pre Twitter, or maybe just Twitter was just in its infancy and it wasn't really used like it like it is today, but I, I always said in college that, you know, now I probably could have talked to him because AK's, you know, as, as big a bro as anyone, but he's pretty active on Twitter. But I always said that whenever Ole Miss landed a recruit, they should have done the white smoke out of the chimney at the tap pad. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I saw, you know, when Lane Kiffin was hired, the, uh, the staff did that, you know, the, the white smoke coming out. I thought that was such an awesome hype video. But, uh, but yeah, Andy would have been up for anything like that. He, he was all about getting the, you know, doing stuff. He was, he was cool before cool was a thing. Yeah. I was going to say very, uh, very humble with marketing and branding. Cause I mean, the Randy Kennedy thing that he leaned into was just, Oh, I couldn't believe that. Well, it was genius. And it takes somebody who's willing to do that. You know what I mean? Like not every coach, like, I don't, can you see Nick Saban? doing that i mean no hell i know different sports no no yeah um yeah the randy kennedy the whip and the nay nay that they did that one time that was amazing (laughs) oh man um all right that's gonna do it for daytime fireworks shout out to uh to david for coming back on and carving out some time for us um thank you to you the listener for tuning in and thank you to the sponsors that bring this show to you we'll have more at omspirit.com Stay locked in. Big visit weekend. We'll get that list to you as soon as we can. It's double-decker. Plan accordingly. Um, probably don't need to try to park anywhere because it's going to be impossible. But um, y'all stay safe out there. Make good decisions, all that good stuff. And uh, we'll be back with another episode soon. So, David, I bid you adieu, my man. We'll talk again soon. Fun as always. All right. We will holler at y'all on the next one. We out. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.